0: Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about something different. Like Usually, when we talk about uh, Hinduphobia or Hindu Messiah or various other terms, we don't look at it from the technology perspective. So today's podcast is unique in the sense that we're talking about something from the technology perspective. Uh, I came across uh, Ram Lakshmi Narayanan. Uh, through uh harikiranji harikiranji introduced us via email and i was fascinated by this tool that he has come up with so ram welcome to the podcast
1: thank you kushal thank you for uh, having me in here and uh, a very good day to you and your uh, audience
0: all right ram so as this is your first time on the podcast could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so that they kind of get an idea of where you're coming from
1: yeah uh, i am an it uh, professional i've been uh, I live in Chicago, so I've been here for close to 30 plus years. Uh, I come from an IT analytics background. I'm an IT professional with, as I said, with over 20 years of experience across the board uh, in IT delivery, uh, people leadership and line management as well. So that's basically on my professional side and on the uh, personal side or on the passionate side, right? So I'm involved in a number of Hindi activities. So, creation of this tool is one such uh, one such uh,
0: outcome. So, so if you don't mind me asking, how did you come up with this idea? Like, where did the inspiration come up from? Like, I have to come up with this tool.
1: <laughs> All started with uh, Mr. Manishankar Shankaraya and his Chaiwala coming.
0: About <laughs> <laughs> well, he he pissed a lot of people off, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he motivated me <laughs> for a change. You know, <laughs> that's how it actually got started. Uh, you know. Uh, this was what? About eight years ago, eight and a half years ago, leading up to the campaign. It was not even after 2014 elections. It was before that. So I had this in my thoughts since then. And then I think about two years later, about a year or two later, when I was dabbling around with text analytics, I wanted to do something on NLP and AI, blah, 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 stuff. So I said, okay, yeah, let me, uh, let me uh, you know start analyzing some of his writings. Because uh, his condescending attitude... And this toxic attitude towards Modi, particularly, caught my attention. So I wanted to analyze, use text analytics to kind of analyze some of his writing see what kind of sentiments and emotions he exhibits, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So I uh, I scraped about 150 plus of his articles on uh, uh, what do I say on uh, on NDTV. I used to write on on NDTV.com back in the day. So I scraped it. Uh, Ran through a primitive, uh, you know, text analytic model that I built back in the day. This was, I think, in 2016, and then found, you know, and then created a Visi out of it, visual out of it. It's actually available on public Tableau. Uh, there are a few public Tableau visits that I put up. This was uh, actually uh, uh, one of them. So I did that, and uh, and then, uh, you know, from then on, that was 2016, 2017. You know, from then on, you know, one thing led to another. I picked up few other text analytic related topics, and finally, uh, given the the growing importance of uh, uh, or uh, growing focus on Hinduism, Dharmic activities, and uh, attention anti-Hindu hate was garnering among our own ecosystem, the Dharmic ecosystem, I thought why not uh, why not uh, focus uh, focus on this, and that's how it all got uh, started. Uh, push up. So it's about uh, eight year old. Uh, eight-year-old idea that was planted in my mind and uh, i have to give credit to mr Manishankar for a change i'm not gonna abuse him
0: (laughs) awesome awesome so all right guys so how we're gonna do today's podcast is that ram has a presentation ready for us so i'm gonna put that presentation on the screen now and ram's gonna take us through the presentation and then uh you know maybe then i'll ask my questions after i've gone through the presentation with him so i'm gonna put the presentation on the screen now and ram i hand it over to you
1: all right. Thank you, uh, Kusha. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Thanks, uh, folks. So i uh, will probably going to spend about uh, 30, 35 minutes, um, uh, you know, speaking about my tool. And then we will uh, take it uh, from there. Uh, as I just said, you know, so, so the genesis of it began with, uh, with uh, Mani Shankaraya. So that's where one part of the idea came up. But why this tool? right so that's actually important to uh, understand as well look you know there are many uh, entities many individuals in our dharmic side who kind of uh, uh, work in dealing with this anti-indu hate dealing with this menace of uh, you know anti-indu hate you know there are a few advocacy groups you're well aware of it in the u.s as well uh, that do some grassroots work few of them have come up very recently as well there are some age-old institutions And folks have started writing about it on different uh, dharmic platforms. You know, many dharmic platforms have evolved in the last few years. So people are writing about it, actually. And there are many webinars and podcasts such as this, such as what you actually do to do this. right? So I kind of looked around to see, you know, what value could I add? Uh, I wanted to do something different that will complement other people's efforts. So I kind of dug deeper. Within my own corporate background, I do have a IT analytics uh, background, and uh, based on that, I said, you know what? Why not implement uh, an analytics solution? And uh, that's how it actually all got started. So I built this uh, tool, launched it in March of 2022. So it's kind of about uh, six months uh, uh, to the to the month actually that we launched this. Uh, tool. Okay. Right. You know, uh, as I as I built this tool, I was wondering, you know, how should I position this tool? Actually, so I'm kind of putting it as a performance management tool for the Dharmic ecosystem. You know, as I said, you know, as a professional, I've implemented a number of uh, uh, IT solutions, performance management being, uh, you know, uh, one of them. Uh, Focus of such solutions is right is to provide, let's say, a corporate leadership a quantifiable way of measuring performance against certain goals that they may have. For Dharmic ecosystem, we may not have any goals in terms of what we what we wanted. We may not have any metrics associated with dealing with anti-intellectualism. But at least we have certain goals. So I thought, you know, we can put together a scorecard kind of solution, which is used as a vehicle to to identify. Uh, performance uh, measures right so we can put the you know, just like how it's done for operations sales finance and other ma- other organizations uh in the corporate world i thought you know why can't we present uh, such metrics uh, to ourselves and share it with our own ecosystem so that you know we can at least start measuring what we want to deal with actually in the in the uh, real world as i was evaluating so i came up with this concept of uh, Scorecard. I started to answer many questions: uh, uh, Why not a scorecard? Why can't I measure it? Why can't I measure it in real time? And uh, what social media platforms I need to uh, uh, factor, so on and so forth. And then I, uh, uh, I kind of uh, limited uh, uh, myself to just Twitter, just just as a starting point. You know, I didn't want to scale up. Uh, you know, scale up. So I just thought, you know, let's just focus on one platform at a time. So, picked Twitter, uh, picked real-time measurement of uh, of, uh, of anti-indu hate using an AI-based algorithm. And then I said, okay, yeah, this is what we are going to come up with. So, we came up with what we call as a global uh, anti hindu scorecard. It's a performance management tool, as I said, to help direct uh, energy and focus of the collective dharmic ecosystem in order to deal with anti-indu hate, to curb anti It's kind of, it kind of enables an analytical approach, if you will, to curb anti-indicate. There are many advocacy groups uh, that can possibly use such metrics uh, to help with uh, our grassroots advocacy. That's how I would consider it. It's only going to complement the existing uh, efforts. You know, uh, I would welcome uh, the audience to launch the website Indonesia.ai, AI, uh, which hosts the global uh, anti-Hindu uh, uh, scorecard if you look at it uh, there are three sections in the uh, uh, website uh, you have a daily section where uh, tweets are uh, sourced and flagged for hate content Pretty much on a hourly basis. On pretty much on a real time or you know what? Let me correct myself. Pretty much on a real time or near real time basis. And plotted on a 24 hour chart. That's what is the top section of the website. So we do it pretty much on a real time or near real-time basis. Plots it on a 24 hour UTC clock. Actually, so that's what we do. And then below that is our daily statistics aggregate on a monthly chart so if you go today you will see what 30 days of september you already have those 30 day september chart and then every day as every day completes according to utc time so the the information that we collect and flag on an hourly basis is kind of aggregated on on a on a daily chart and plotted on a monthly chart there is also a pie chart that kind of classifies uh, the hate into multiple intensities. Intensity is a subjective classification, if you will. Uh, we have it as toxic, we have it as uh, severe and moderate. It's much like a professor uh, giving a grade as either A or A+. plus. It's quite subjective, you know. So let's say you score 96 out of 100. Some professors would, uh, would grade it as A. Some of them would probably give an A plus because it's above 95, right? So things like that, it's quite subjective, you know. What I call as toxic, Uh, Maybe somebody may change the definition that's quite uh, quite subjective. So we we plot that so we have two charts. one is an hourly chart another is a a Daily chart uh, aggregated on a monthly basis. That's one Uh, Last section very interesting section is something that we added uh, a few months ago. I think May or June of uh, this year Uh, We allow folks audience readers uh, To submit tweets to the AI model so they can just copy and paste a twitter url they can go and then submit it and send it to the to to the, to the engine for analysis if it's not in there if it's not in our data set it will it will retain that it will pass it through the uh, engine and then come up and then show what that intensity is whether it's anti or not so we can see it in our uh, in our website so this is how our website is so these are some of the salient features of our uh, of our uh, website this is what the tool currently does uh, to summarize it it's basically uh, a real-time tracker of anti into hate on uh, twitter 24 by uh, by 7 using artificial intelligence and natural language processing uh, techniques that's what we do okay. yeah uh, you know, this question uh, uh, comes up all the time. You know, how did you do it? Or how does it work? All this stuff. It's actually pretty simple. <laughs> you know, we just scan at uh, Twitter uh, 24 by 7, uh, and then uh, you know, uh, we use a programming language called Python. So Python or R, for that matter, any programming language gives you access to a Twitter API. So Using a Twitter API, you can connect to the, you can access uh, all the tweets uh, that were saved and uh, you go through, uh, you you, you pass certain parameters. So we pass certain relevant parameters so that we limit or we only focus on things that we want. Example today, right? I mean, you know, if there are tweets related to Bollywood or cricket or whatnot, we try to avoid them because we don't need to source them anymore. If it's purely Bollywood or if it's purely cricket related. On the other hand if it's you know anything that's hindu related now we try to source it so we have a very generic broad based filtering uh, mechanism to source scan twitter and source tweets initially we take all the tweets we run them through the ai model and uh, if the ai model flags it as anti-hindu we retain the tweets. if the ai model does not flag it as uh, anti-hindu we don't retain it actually we usually throw them away because we don't want to store them We'll just be lying in our uh, in our uh, you know in our uh, hard drives forever we don't want that we just throw them away. once we collect all these flagged tweets we just quantify and visualize them on on the website that's what we call as uh, global uh, uh, you know uh, anti-hindu uh, scorecard so that's how the whole uh, whole uh, website uh, works it's 24 by 7 operation it's completely automated Uh, there is no manual involvement on a uh, day-to-day basis Uh, uh, simply for the reason that those who are involved in it uh, are uh, are full-time professionals having you know we have our own day jobs and we just don't have the time to focus on it so we have kind of automated the whole operation end-to-end so far Uh, the idea that I had and I do have to acknowledge and say this actually there's a cricket buddy of mine from Chicago I do live in chicago i have many buddies here so i have a lot of cricket buddies as well so uh, he was the one who helped me bring this to life so i conceptualized the thought the idea behind an ai model he was the one who helped me build it so he's kind of supporting me uh, today pretty much on a, on a regular basis with enhancements and updates so on and so forth okay yeah. now the question this is another question that's come up actually. So it's been about what? Uh, six months since the launch. We launched it in March, right? So uh, one of the questions that come up is, what do you do with the data? So we flag roughly about 45 000 to 50,000 tweets on a monthly basis. Uh, it, remember, it's only flagged by the model. It's not something that's validated by us. Obviously, you know, a machine decides whether it's anti-Indo or not. It could be right, it could be wrong. Uh, there are certain things machine cannot do. I'll give you guys an example. Let's say you know if uh, if Rana Ayub says "How are you?" to you, and uh, and I say "How are you?" to you, the text is the same, right? But the subtext is different. Machine will never know that. We are not. We are not even close enough in terms of techniques and the maturity of the technologies associated with text analytics even decide that mission simply does not have that capability so it's just going to flag it us a very positive tweet or something like that actually right so so uh in, so, so the same thing holds for anti-hindu as well so we do see quite a lot of uh, false positives blah blah blah, all that stuff so obviously there is a mechanism that uh, uh, we have put in place so that we could start analyzing all the data set and see how we could produce reports blah 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 yeah? As I said, you know, we collect plenty of uh, data and we hope to be able to turn that into uh, into information and discover insights as we actually go along. Uh, we analyze the data, we kind of, uh, you know, derive simple statistics, convert that into very simple charts for people to be able to uh, understand, make our own observations and produce uh, very, very simple reports and write articles about it. We actually have two partners today. Uh, Mayan makers uh, who's part of our. You know, I'm sure you are aware of Mayan makers. So you know, so with Mayan makers, we we publish our monthly anti-Hindu reports. I'm going to be showing some of these reports shortly in the next uh, next set of screens. So with Mayan makers, we we, we produce monthly mon- monthly uh, anti-Hindu reports, and with India Facts, we kind of started uh, very recently, just about a month ago. Uh, a series called this Month in Indophobia based on what we see in our uh, data set. So this is how it kind of uh, this is how we actually use our data, kind of uh, you know producing uh, reports, writing article pieces, so on so forth so far. there are discussions in place with few other stakeholders to use this data set for academic research uh, later on, but they are still in discussion more. so uh, so you know as we collect data, looking forward to working with uh, more partners to be able to start using the data set and start exposing the information you know our tagline kind of reads measure monitor and expose right so we've been measuring and monitoring so far trying to ensure that uh, that the tool and the algorithm are kind of stable whatnot and algorithm can still be improved uh you know know, the way ai and ml works is you got to kind of tune and keep improving it on a regular basis. So ever since we launched it, we have not attempted. So I'm actually working in the back end to see how best I can improve our uh, uh, algorithm. But with the data set that's currently there, uh, we have put together a process in place so we can start exposing some of these handles, actually. So we have started doing it in our monthly reports and in the, this month in, in the 4 uh, series. Uh, this is a sample of uh, monthly report uh, that's published for the month of August using August data set. This is September, right? So what we do at the end of a month, the first week of a month, uh, I spend time looking at the data set for the previous month and produce some of these uh, statistics. So you see three pages in that. So I'm going to help explain what those uh, three pages are. So uh, um, first one, first page, you have... Aggregate statistics, meaning the statistics are used as is from the model prior to any manual validation of the data set. So what it tells you is, you know, for the month of August, our machine flagged about 45,020 tweets uh, as anti-Hindu. And then you have other, uh, you know, allied statistics, you know, to go along with it actually. Daily average, highest, when was which day flagged the highest, which day flagged the lowest, so on and so forth. And then the trend from the previous month, whether it's changed, whether it's increased or whether it's decreased or so on and so forth. And then the the section below in page one uh, is anti hindu intensity, where show the same uh, statistics, kind of sliced and diced uh, based on intensity that we labeled or classified with actually. And then you also have a trend that actually below that to see how it changed from the
0: previous month.
1: So this is... Demo-
0: Audrey is number one.
1: Yeah, I'll come to it. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so August 2022. So page number two, uh, we have this top 15 prominent uh, handles list, right? So uh, this... Top 15 was not there in previous months. Until July, we never had this section. Because, you know, uh, I was just trying to figure out how to process all that information to see what kind of charts I could include. So we started piloting top 15 from August onwards. So those are the top uh, 15 prominent handles. You know, it's important to understand. Uh, prominent handles. You know, it could, could have been top 30. It could even be top 50. I keep I keep getting suggestions saying, some, around, you know, you need to do top 100. No, this is all a manual work for me, actually. So I'm trying to put together, I'm trying to put together a process in place so that once it's finalized, I can possibly automate some of them. Then it becomes easy to put top 15 or top 30 or top, uh, you know, top 50 or top 100 as well, actually, right? So it, it's important to understand if you count all the tweets, top 15 prominent handles, right? If you count all the tweets kind of flat for those 15, right? It'll probably be what, about 250, 300 tweets? Not more than that, actually, 250. Out of a total of 45,000 that's flat. What it actually means is if we have a number of false positives, no doubt, but there are also a lot of troll handles, and I will show you some of those handles. I have identified them here. So you know, so still trying to figure out, and you know, as we are doing top fifteen or top thirty or top top n, I should say, right? Still still trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to approach the crux of the issue. Right? Because these prominent handles, they obviously have an amplification factor. You know, Social media being, by nature, being a dialogic medium, right? So, it has its own amplification factor. So, personally, one school of thought is, look, we should only focus on these prominent handles. There will be about 1,000 handles, Kushal, you know, not more than that, actually. You know, while we flap close to 25,000 handles on a monthly basis, I'm going to give about 10,000 for false positives and all the Hindu squabbles and all the internal fighting that we have, let's assume that it's 10,000. For the rest of the 15,000 handles, right? I am thinking not more than 1,000 handles that we actually need to focus on because they have some prominence based on amplification factor. Rest all just troll handles. You may not even have an engagement, actually. It's like my personal handle, less than, you know, about 200 followers, nobody cares. You know, you know what I mean? So nobody cares about it, right? So that's what we're still trying to figure it out as to, you know, what we want to actually do with the data set that we, get, that we collect. So that's the top 15 list. The next one, uh, the last page, is uh, general observations over a period of a month, actually, you know? So you can see, uh, uh, in, you know, a 31-day trend that we, we put up that as a screenshot, a chat, and then some of the remarks, remarks kind of include events that kind of triggered anti Hindu hate. you know. So we go through the data, you know, data set to see what kind of happened during that uh, This is for folks to use, you know, people who are on talk shows, people who do webinars and stuff like yourself. Actually, you can potentially use these reports. You can actually download them. It's available in our uh, website. You can download them and this is the report uh, you know we also partner with my makers they also publish this on a on a monthly uh, monthly basis so these reports can be used by folks uh, methodology is clearly uh, mentioned as well and in case if people want to use it they can always reach out to me too if they have any questions or clarifications required i'm glad to offer them they can use uh, some of these uh, reports. okay so this is one then now let's let me move on to the next uh, this report is this month in Phobia series it's a monthly uh, piece that we partnered with uh, india facts to get going uh, you know uh, there's another Indic buddy of mine nishant who is the one who's actually putting this together on a monthly basis so uh, uh, this month in Phobia series also it's an article piece where what we do is we we share the same top 15 uh, that you saw in the other uh, other monthly report. we also highlight some of the tweets from these top 15 handles that probably require some attention and we also share the handle and the Twitter URL for folks to take action by action I mean you know they can just click click that link and uh, go to Twitter simply report the tweet or report the handle. that's all we are looking for you know I think that action from our dharmic side is actually important. Uh, rather than uh, just commenting, rather than uh, just simply whiling away the time and just commenting about it, I think action speaks louder than words. So we would prefer folks to click on the link. So we have made that. So, so the report will contain uh, the the URL, specific URLs, And we have just published it for two months now. We'll continue to improve this report as we move along. There's another section in that report, Pusha, Is We also kind of highlight some of the more egregious tweets as you can see that's the last section that you see actually they are from non-prominent handles so we don't want to ignore the non-prominent handles because some of the most hate most toxic hate does not come from some of these prominent handles we have to remember all right? these prominent handles are sophisticated players you know they are some of them are academics actually you know they won't be so blatant actually with what they write like what you see on that for the non-prominent handles, right? You're not going to expect already or to write that, actually, you know? She'll be a little bit more sophisticated in her anti into it as compared to some of them. So we do want to highlight uh, those non-prominent handles and some of the egregious tweets from those handles as well. So there are about, roughly, we pick about 10 tweets, we put in. So as I said, you know what? We've been measuring and monitoring. Our goal is to start exposing. From a tool set standpoint, that's all we do. You know, that's our strength, uh, you know? So our strength is not in advocacy. We don't interact with lawmakers and law enforcement officials, that's all. So that I'm gonna allow for my collaborative potential to deal with actually, yeah, I'll strike collaboration. I'll work with my you know, partners that I'm talking to right now so that I can give them the data set. So they can do all the grassroots advocacy. What we can do is to find platforms to start exposing uh, exposing it it's quite possible you know i'm working with my in makers now i'm working with india fact it's quite possible you know. Uh, i may have a, a video uh, series too on a monthly basis with another platform it's possible we're going to start experimenting with it from uh, from next month so that we can probably have a monthly uh, monthly series say you know, we'll talk about one of the reports that we produce so that you know it gives us an amplification uh, uh, medium just to help us amplify our message Okay, that's what it is. That's the this month in Indophobia series. Besides this, uh, since August, about a month ago, so we started uh, uh, publishing a number of other top end listed if you So this is the top 35 handles uh, spewing anti Indophobia. This is not just prominent handles, you know, this is uh, top 35. I believe it's from the March, March uh, data set. Uh, we did that. See, we collected this data in March so it was sitting there in our in our database since then actually so we started analyzing them in july august to see you know how best to use start producing some kind of chart or report or whatnot so that's when we decided that's when i decided okay why not a top that the top young you know it's, it could be anything top N or whatnot so the way we pick up is based on the number of tweets i may just say you know what i'll include a minimum of 20 tweets per handle or something like that, actually. And I don't want to go below 10. I could just go by a uh, number of tweets that, that they that they are flagged with. So we looked at, we picked up our top 35 handles from our uh, March uh, uh, data set. By the time this was published in August, Kushal, uh, 12 of those handles were already suspended. This was collected in March. And Fascinating. Yeah, 12 of them are already suspended. It has nothing to do with us. I'm not saying, you know, it's because of our tool. That's not what I'm saying. No, and it just
0: uh, indicates the accuracy of the tool, I guess.
1: Accuracy of the tool and, and it kind of proves our point. You know, when I publish this, you have to, you know, when I publish this, our friends, right, from Mission Ambedkar, the handle called Mission Ambedkar, based out of Delhi. They reported me, <laughs> they reported me to a, I think Chicago police, governor Pritzker, Illinois governor Pritzker, Twitter, Chicago, saying apparently, apparently saying that you know I'm running a racist movement. <laughs> you know highlighting some of these handles, blah blah blah, all that stuff. I simply responded to them saying, look, twelve of those handles are suspended. You know many of these handles, right? They, uh, what do I say? You know many of these handles in the name of caste activism. They just abuse Hindus and Hinduism, Hindus, Hinduism, and also Brahmins. Actually. So I've seen it, I've proven it. So I basically my response was simple: Look, you saying you know I'm running a racist movement? Fine. Twelve of these Androids are are suspended. Where would they be suspended if I am running a racist movement? So I actually go. I want to move on to the next uh, <laughs> slide. So you know what I did. <laughs> As a response to Mission Abedka, I put up a top 30 slide later on or prominent uh, handles. There was another top 30 which I have not included here. I responded to them saying, look, again, you have another uh, set of top handles that I have identified. 12 of them are already you know, suspended. I actually actually tagged them saying, look, these are some of the handles. If you say you are working on your... Uh, on.'" on dealing with caste atrocities that's fine. you go work on your social justice uh, message blah 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 but do not attack do not attack Hindus do not abuse Hinduism do not attack Brahmins. you go do your uh, social justice uh, uh, messaging but not in the name of uh, attacking Hindus Hinduism all that so I actually proved it to them saying look these are some of the handles you know as you can see here, these are uh, top 30 prominent handles this is not from march this is from the april data set actually we have published it Uh, the the idea behind showing these pushal is you know we are still kind of experimenting as to what we want to do with some of these handles so we are kind of uh, figuring out whether it's a top 30 top 35 or top uh, top 15 or whatnot so 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 the pilot approach is still continuing i think in about a few months time as we kind of agree as to what we want to do. I think we'll probably be a lot more clear in our heads as we move along, but these are some of the reports that we actually kind of uh, uh, publish publishing. and we expect, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't say expect, you know, we, we would welcome to work with, uh, with a few other partners so that we can share these reports. They can also publish it with that platform. There were one or two folks who reached out to me uh, with permission to use some of these uh, statistics and i gave them permission to do it i don't know if i i don't know whether they have already used it or not but folks are slowly reaching out to me you know and these reports that we uh, produce you know i can always give them a pdf version for them to uh, for them to uh, use so these are some example uh, reports that we published uh, in our uh, platform okay moving on to the next one right okay now what do we see what's been our uh, observations. As we produce our monthly report, every monthly report has a remark section where uh, we go identify events that triggered the anti-individ. Example for uh, for June, right, it was Nupur Sharma's uh, episode, actually, on no, no doubt. When we started the... Uh, Testing this in December of last year. We launched it in March, but the tool we started, we built the tool. We started testing it, uh, sourcing data live from Twitter from December onwards. Uh, you won't believe. The day we started, it was one day before Kashi, you know, Modi opened Kashi Vishwanath Mandir. Oh, I think all hell broke loose in the left liberal world. <laughs> we started. We started flagging so many tweets. We were so happy, actually. I'm like, wow, this is a good test for the model. You know, we thanked Modi for it because he was the one who went and opened the Kashi Vishnu of I believe it was on December 12th or December 13th of uh, last year. Uh, last year, actually. I Still remember, right? So we start. We've been observing our uh, our, uh, our data set since then none of it is new to me, by the way. You know, remember, we built an AI lexicon. So I have built an AI lexicon based on what I know of this anti-Hindu hate. So I do know what hate patterns are. But this is for folks to understand the things that we have been seeing in the last few months. There is this fear-mongering over Hindu twa. They call us Hindu terror, Hindu radicals, Hindu extremism, blah, blah, blah. And the fear over this uh, this, this fake news about Muslim Genocide, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So, there is one whole category of fear mongering over there, Hindutva, and then abuse of Hindus traditions, abuse of our uh, worship, forms of worship, and all the mortis, You know, uh, that's rampant abuse, you know, calling Krishna, Rama, rapist, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. There's a lot of epithets for us, too, right? We are called a sanghi, uh, you know, dung worshiper, piss drinker, so on and so forth. There is uh, they reserve a special hate for some of our forms of uh, worship, so that's another category that we see, and very important one under the umbrella of act, you know caste activism. This a, a deplorable attack, I think, on Hindus and Brahmins per se, especially coming from Tamil Nadu-based handles, and I'm from Tamil Nadu, you know, with, with, you know, with the Dravidian. Bashan there and a lot of periyarists and ambedkarites uh, coming from uh, tn see a lot of uh, hatred on hindus and brahmins all in the name of uh, caste activism so what i did i didn't i'm not sharing that report here i picked one handle uh, that handle comes up as about 4000 followers or something other like it came up in our uh, in our top end list mm-hmm. may not be prominent but once you, when you have four thousand followers, you know it means for something actually, right? Because you have some amplification factor with four thousand followers. Uh, same story, you know. Uh, the person is—I think the handle is based out of uh, West Coast somewhere here—in uh, the name of caste activism. What the, all that person does is abuse Brahmins and uh, Hindus. That's what we uh, we see all the time. So these are some of uh, some of the observations that we have seen. In the last uh, few months that we have been collecting our, uh, our data set so we're still trying to figure out what else to do with our data set you know things will evolve as we uh, overlap but that's what we see so far okay All right. now uh, another uh, question comes up uh, here right so what do we do with this story? with the kind of uh, 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 data that we have, with the kind of statistics that we can produce, right? It can be a great tool for stakeholder engagement, right? You know, as you are well aware, uh, Kushal, right? So uh, there are folks who keep refusing the realities of anti data. People simply refuse that Hindu misia or Hindu dvesha or Hindu phobia it does not exist, anymore. but that's contrary to the facts. So we are here to educate our stakeholders, could be lawmakers, law enforcement officials, you know, government officials, think tanks, you name it, social media influencers, people like you. you know.
0: I mean, I know you don't refuse
1: anti anyway, but there are a lot of other, right? So we can use this tool, the data set, and the statistics behind it, or the reports that we publish, to kind of educate our own uh, stakeholders uh, to the realities of uh, you know anti-inducated and it kind of ena- and also we can use this to enable our own hindus our own dharmics uh, who are the ones uh, affected by the hate content to use them as an amplification medium so that they can reach out to stakeholders within their own community law enforcement officials lawmakers of you know, so that you know there is a tool you know they don't have to go hunting for tweets or hate content anymore we can give it to them, you know, as our reports and articles evolve, uh, we'll be involved in a lot more uh, exposure. So we will have the information required, insights required uh, to enable our own Hindus to, to kind of involve in activism. Activity, you know. And then, you know, you have another set of stakeholders you can engage with them, social media influencers, uh, media personnel, think tanks and public intellectuals. We can bring them to bear. The realities of uh, you know anti-industry help us expose and raise awareness about the whole uh, mess but that's how i think we can use this tool form of a uh, great uh, stakeholder uh, uh, engagement okay. then, uh, in terms of uh, benefits i kind of i think it kind of becomes obvious now right so when when we start engaging with our stakeholders with the facts that we collectively it only helps raise our voice. It will amplify our voice. Once we raise our voice, it's very difficult for folks to refuse us. We cannot be refused anymore. People cannot deny the realities of anti into hate, which means it will help draw attention. It'll help draw attention. Drawing that attention, it will lead to elevating our concerns as well. Actually. So it come into the limelight. People have to start acting on it, actually and hopefully you know it'll also help influence uh, action as we uh, move along uh, our goal obviously is to start seeing results at some point in time right we, we want anti into hate to be curbed. Uh, we want people to have uh, you know when we have all these uh, interfaith dialogues and global conversations on peace stability blah 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 you know uh, it cannot be done under the influence of uh, uh, Indonesia or Hindu into or Hindu Asia. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to uh, see a curve in uh, anti-Indo reduction and anti-Indo uh, trends that we see in uh, social media. So we, as a tool, as an individual, as a tool, we want to play a small part in this. So that's our, uh, that's our humble goal. You know? That's basically what we think of as uh, uh, benefits. That's pretty much it. Uh, so I just want to you know, I just want to offer some uh, What do I say a Closing thoughts If you uh, will Look you know Hindumisia or uh, Hindophobia Or Hindudvesha you, know, you can use any uh, <laughs> Nomenclature I am quite open to all the three All the three they are real They present a clear Danger to derby uh, communities throughout the world. You know there were recent spate of incidents in the U.S. as well as something that's currently going on in U.K. as well. I think it was in Leicester, show. Leicester. I think so in U.K. very recently. Uh, so it's yeah, it's just proving that uh, what some of the advocacy groups in the U.S. have been saying all along. Look, the hate that you see in online world will kind of translate into physical violence on the streets. That's what we actually. Do. That's what we see. We should all, I think uh, we should all do what we can to articulate and put forth the realities of anti-indubate based on, uh, based on facts. So as a data platform, uh, data, and I think analytic platform, our goal is to produce the required evidence to start exposing the realities of uh, anti-indubate. It's actually a commitment, uh, uh, from our side. So as part of that commitment know, we will continue to enrich some of the reports and articles that we, uh, that we uh, publish we are in, we are actually as i said we are already working with some of our stakeholders we'll continue to look for additional partners and stakeholders so that uh, you know we can help improve how we start exposing anti-indue hate that we see in our online platforms i'm kind of in discussions with new stakeholders to establish like a long-term relationship wherein you know we can provide our uh, data set for further use for, for, for advocacy efforts as well as for research and analysis you know i'm talking to one or two, uh, two academic researchers as well they are interested in pursuing this thread. Uh, i'll be working with them in you know in the coming months and years to be able to do that sure uh, you know there are many of many of them that i talk to are my well-wishers as well so they want uh, uh, this tool to be effective now that the tool has been put together purely on a voluntary basis they want this tool to be effective and i'm sure you know Kushal, you know we will probably make progress uh, on all these uh, friends uh, over a period of uh, time and that's pretty much uh, you know what i uh, wanted to uh, share today I do want to thank you for providing me the platform. I thank your listeners uh, for listening in uh, to the uh, to the uh, to the podcast. Uh, I'm I truly grateful for the opportunity. Okay, thank you so much.
0: So Ram, I have a few questions. Uh, so first of all, when when this algorithm decides, what is what is fed into it, like? the algorithm must be having some basic definitions provided to it right what qualifies as hindu hatred so so how does one come about like how does the algorithm pick up i'm just out of curiosity because yeah. that's an uh, that's a objective uh, decision that is taken by the algorithm itself, right? So, so who, uh, what are, What are? Uh, uh, maybe we can talk about those parameters. That was the first question that popped up into my mind. I have a couple of more, but I, I wanted to understand like how, how does, uh, because the more accurate uh, the objective standard is, the better the results would be, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, uh, Kushal. See, uh, the AI model that I have built, uh, it's kind of proprietary. So I have not shared it with the, uh, with the uh, outside world. Having said that, you know, we go through, uh, you know, when you when you put together an AI model, a text analytic model, right? So you build certain lexicons. Those lexicons kind of determine uh, what you want to capture. So it could mm. be uh, hate. It could be any sentiment. It could be a hate context, fear context, so on and so forth, right? So it's context based. It's not word based. You know, when I say I'm not looking for a particular word in a tweet actually, I
0: Fair look for know. a context. I look yeah, for that's a, why I'm trying to understand it better.
1: Look for a context actually, right? And then ai models and ml ai deep learning models. this is based on a deep learning model actually not ml so based on neural networks actually. so uh, so we 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 when we collect this uh, ai models uh, let me put it this way actually data science you know is not exact science it's probabilistic science actually you know it's based on probability so you get a lot of confidence scores So you, you know, model, it's not a flat model. I mean, it's it's a pretty complex layers involved in it, actually. It comes up with its own confidence scores at different levels in the game. then It's kind of up to us to interpret what these confidence scores are to determine what is individual or what is not uh, anti-individed. So when I put this model together, I used about 1,500 tweets to validate the model before it actually got... uh, launched in March. Now I have 300,000 tweets to validate it. I just don't have the bandwidth to you know, run through 300,000 tweets. So I'm looking at certain optimal ways to be able to uh, do it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But that's what it is. So you feed certain context and kind of interpret it to determine what is to hate, what is not.
0: And and does the model also like learn by itself? Let's say it picks up a mistake and somebody flags that I think this does not qualify as Hindu hate. So so if is there a mechanism there that somebody can flag it or something openly that I don't think? Let's say it states all the tweets that it has collated. I'm just asking right? because I, I'm trying to understand it. So let's say it collects a set of 200 tweets that the model thinks are anti-Hindu and let's say for a hypothetical scenario, three may not qualify as anti-Hindu. So if somebody goes and points out to that model, Hey, I don't think so. You've picked the right tweet. Would it start learning by itself too? Not by itself, unless I initiate
1: that learning, Uh, you know, what I call as it's a supervised technique that I use, but I have to train the, uh, train the model. So, if I have to train the model, see, these were some of the challenges that I had. Good question, Kushal. I had certain challenges in building the model. There was no customized anti-Hindu data set. It's not available. So, I had to train it on a very genetic data set that was available.
0: So It says a lot about our community too, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: But one of the goals for me is like, right? you know, I want to build it. I want to be able to build that customized data set. So I'm collecting it. It's like a chicken and egg problem. I don't have that, right? So I have to build it. When I'm building it, I also have false positives. So I want to make sure my data set is clean before I feed and retrain that model. See, uh, uh, I'm not an expert in AI machine learning or uh, deep learning uh, techniques. So, you know, there are some operations that uh, maybe Netflix and Amazon, they probably do Improve their uh, algorithms, or uh, you know, they probably retrain their model every week or every month or something like that. I do not know whether I can do it. I do not know whether I have the set to be able to make that needle change. And I don't think I can make that uh, make that uh, uh, change every month or so. I have to that wait
0: for. That was going to be my follow. up What if uh, somebody watches this podcast and they are into something like this? They they want to stay anonymous, but they watch this. Uh, can they use those handles and reach out to you and volunteer and help you out and say, uh, Ram, I think I can help you in improving this model and make it more accurate?
1: Definitely. People have offered me already, Kushal. The only challenge is, uh, yes, I'm I'm ready to take that help. The only challenge is, right, uh, You know, I'm not willing to share my model because the model is kind of proprietary. I'm not going to but share that. That is it. perfectly understood. I'm trying to figure out how to make, how to collaborate without having to share what that uh, what that uh, what that uh, model uh, details are. I've been advised. I was advised by one of the academics here in the US not to publish the model. I was, in fact, the whole website that you see was going to be completely different. It was going to have all the model-related information, something that folks can understand, the hate patterns and all that stuff. I was strongly advised not to do it. Then I have to go scratch my... <laughs> You know i had to go and scramble to figure out what else i can show instead of not showing the model actually then we came up with this 24 hour clock and all that stuff actually. so i was strongly advised not to do it so i'm keeping it uh, kind of under the wraps for uh, for the for the time being so that i can go and capture as much as i want and uh, you know see once you know the model works people can trick you to actually you know so i don't want that uh,
0: uh, all right so a- uh so this, I have to ask you this question because uh, I 100% sympathize with you when it comes to the anti-Brahmin hatred that is spewed from specific handles in Tamil Nadu. But there's also, and I believe this is also anti-Hindu hatred, where you know you have specific slurs, and these are not emanating from let's say anybody else. These emanate from within India, and these are slurs specifically directed there against other castes also. Like you know you have. Slurs against Dalits, slurs against uh, uh, the the Vanvasi community. community. Uh, so would the model pick that up too and start flagging them? Because at the end of the day, they are Hindu. So that would also be anti-Hindu hatred, right? If those slurs. Yes, are... yeah,
1: we will we will pick that. Actually, if it's anti-Hindu, we will pick it. As simple as that. If it's anti-Buddhism, we won't. But if it's anti-Hindu, the model should uh, pick it.
0: All right, so so like I'll uh, I don't know how to say it, but there is this uh, particular brand which is uh, you know claiming to be Hindu, but it is basically on steroids. Uh, uh, I don't know what what do I say, and uh, and most of their uh, ire is directed at uh, other castes, and you know they are the mirror image of the Periyarites. They are the Periyarites of the other side. I don't know how else uh, do I say it and uh, just like the periarites they ruin the case for uh, you know decent people like us who just want to be hindu that's all we just want right. to be hindu right. and and uh, and i hope and pray that you know your model starts picking it up and maybe what it will help people to understand is a that at a statistical level you know a lot of times the left tries to paint this picture and and understand where i'm coming from the left tries to paint this picture that uh, Hindus are castes of the highest order. Now the Pew research polls actually categorically stated that caste is becoming more and more irrelevant in, at least in urban India in the context. And even when it asked self-identified SCST folks about how much caste discrimination they're facing, the Pew polls clearly suggested it is reducing in India. It is clearly reducing, but if your tool can actually start picking this up and maybe So that, look, these are the so-called Hindu handles that consistently peddle and in a larger scale, the hatred is very much coming from this corner and it is statistically insignificant. I think it would add to the case against the left narrative. It's just my suggestion. It doesn't have to be taken. I'm just sharing it.
1: No, no. I welcome your suggestion, Krishal. I mean, as I said, you know, we flat 50,000 tweets every month. I have everything that I need. To be able to go and analyze, it's, it is these perspectives that would welcome as feedback, so that I know what I can go because I am looking for certain standard things. But perspectives from you that will help in, in responding to a narrative, right? If there is a narrative against Hindus, you know the you know the left liberal narrative that we just mentioned. If it's going to help, I can I can use it as an opportunity to see what they are and probably you know produce the data set required.
0: And yeah. Perhaps we can share it with you. If you share it with me, I would be happy to, you know, write about it and speak about it if I get such kind of a data. Because what I found fascinating, even in the reports you showed us, a lot of these handles, like, you know, I would want to look at the the analysis and break it down through geography. Obviously, CJ Watermelon, I call him Watermelon, I don't (laughs) never call him. I never call him by his name. He's a watermelon. So watermelon cops up in every single chat. Like he used to sitting there full time hating Hindus from the bottom of his heart. I mean, uh, you know, Hindus should be grateful to him. Nobody has found another hater like in in, in anywhere on planet Earth like watermelon. As far and as there's
1: one more uh, Kushal. one is watermelon. There's another professor from I think what Missouri somewhere. Remember the Khalid Baidun? the guy. Oh, Khalid, who...
0: yeah, Khalid, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, that guy He is, is among. He I think he quickly raced to the top.
0: Yeah, so so that's the thing. See, so, you know, these kinds of analysis actually help like Audrey is one clear baiter from Mm -hmm. Rutgers University. And uh, so uh, another question that I had, did you go through the Hinduphobia report that the Rutgers University published itself through their lab?
1: Yes, Kushal, I'm in discussions with that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes yeah so so i i, I, I and, and i'm glad that you are in discussion with them because they actually did something very similar to what you've done and uh they they were looking at fortune networks and stuff like that and they had come on my podcast too and they spoke about the report both Parth and uh Prasiddha had come on the podcast and they did talk about it and uh it's actually good. These the, these tools are very good. In fact, these tools could be used by lawmakers and agencies across the world. And uh, one more request, if I can officially make through on the podcast to you is start looking at Khalisari handles if you can.
1: Oh, I see it all the time. I have everything, Kushan. What do you want? You tell me. <laughs>
0: <I have laughs> because I if you it. look at uh, a statistically significant yeah. anti-Hindu hatred emanating you'll be pleasantly surprised how many are Khalistanis. No doubt. You know,
1: the as I said, you know what, it's been about a month since I started publishing all these top end lists, right? So I didn't list, limit myself to just prominent handles. I looked at generally what was available. Khalistan was among the top, no doubt in my mind. Actually.
0: I told you. I, I, and you know, it, like, uh, I, and when I, I talk to you. my and when I talk to my NRI friends in America, I always tell them, like, can you believe that it has come that for us hindus now the biggest threat is our own people our own these are our own people they are our own flesh and blood and for yeah. us living in the united states of america living in canada living in the united kingdom mm-hmm. who would have thought that the biggest threat even sometimes physically not just on the internet like what happened in the uh, swami narayan temple recently right uh, in in toronto the swami narayan temple uh, was vandalized the gandhi statues get vandalized true, all yes, the time. yes yes
1: yes
0: i mean these are our own people doing it and, and if there was a statistical analysis done and that could show that look this is the reality that there is this element and you know The sole reason is that if your tool picks it up and there are proper reports done of analysis and then they are shown to American lawmakers and Canadian lawmakers, like, what the hell are you guys doing about it, man? I mean, these people are clearly spewing anti-hindu hatred and if you keep ignoring it things are going to get, get bad from bad to worse and always remember the trickle down effect of what happens on social media to emanating into the reality now i'm not saying they're going to go around killing hindus willy-nilly because there is a law and order based society over here but the point is even one temple attack or even one hindu hurt like i'll give you another example Imagine the kind of affairs there are in Brampton that uh, Raman Vasudev, there is a report to, uh, to uh, a few days ago about Raman Vasudev being uh, assaulted, physically assaulted right outside his house. He's running for a council in Brampton, right? In mm. Brampton. Now, everybody knows who's who's the attacker. Everybody can make a guess who the attacker is. Mm. Even Raman Vasudev does not mention it. Why? It is what it is, Ram, it is what it is. And this is why if if your tools can flag these things, like I said, uh, to counter the left narrative that yes, there is casteism in India. Nobody denies that. There are castes, there are castes, But the point is we we need to statistically validate some of the claims that are made. And if your tool can be used to statistically validate and also show to the American and Canadian lawmakers that listen, you're ignoring this threat to the Hindus and it is emanating from this section, Mm In your own society, um, you know, if your tool can be used to do these things, uh, you know, it it would be fantastic, actually, and it, it it is it will be evidence based, is what I'm trying to say.
1: That's true. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. I do see a lot of uh, Khalistani hate for uh, Hindus in the data center. I see quite a lot, and yeah. some of them are probably suspended. Some of them are, which is good. Which is what we want. That's what we are looking for, actually. But but yes, yeah. I'll keep this in mind, Kushan, You know. So, when I'm actually looking at uh, our data set for other means, you know, see, one of the disadvantages of Twitter is, you know, I cannot rely on geographical information because, you know, because of privacy concerns, people don't share their location, whatnot, in their mobile, mm. right? So, so so for so the location that's put up there, you know, I can put up whatever I want. I mean, you know, it may not be true, right? So, I cannot take it for granted. So, that's why I do not do any um, any geography analysis. Uh, instead of the 24-hour clock that you see on the website, the original idea was to put up a Twitter world map first. Put a Twitter world map. It's like a heat map of uh, Twitter hate for anti-Hindus throughout the world. And I wanted a map that showed that, that showed uh, you know, Tibet separately. That's what the specs, it was listed in my specs to my buddy. I said, you know, if, you know, find a map that has Tibet shown separately. And then, you know, let's just try to. And then we analyzed about hundred thousand tweets uh, this was during our testing phase you know when we were trying to figure out what should how should we quantify and visualize it so we looked at about hundred thousand tweets and uh, hardly 1500 to 1500 or 2000 tweets had good location information something that's reliable you know so you know see if you go to hindu handle now i put chicago so it's reliable but how do you know it's reliable actually, right so you need to be able to validate there's only certain things you can you have to just take it for granted, right? It's for face value. I, mean, look, I can't go and, you know. So uh, that's one of the limitations of Twitter. So location information is not. But I am working on something else. You know, I'm working on something else to see how I can uh, allude to it. So we have time information. So time zone can give you that information. Not May not be accurate, but time zone can, can kind of lead you to A particular geography. So I'm looking into it. Let me see what I can come up with. Uh, That's one of the things, that's one of the charts that I want to experiment. So I'm kind of in experimenting mode right now. Top end, this and that. I'd like to do a scatter plot, kind of, you know, kind of uh, identify relationship between, uh, you know, two two variables, the two parameters, things like that. So many things are going on in my mind. So hopefully, you know, I'll be able to come up with some additional uh, charts and visuals for folks to easily understand uh, the hate trends that
0: we see. And, you know, uh, just one more suggestion. You don't have to do it. I'm not saying you, you, but another trend that I want to maybe eventually in the future talk about, and this is going to be the theme of my uh, uh, talks in the future in North America. I'm always going to raise this question is every time. I, I'm raising this as an example is because I'm in North America right now. no no, no other reason and uh, this this model could be applied in India equally too. see what happens is we sh- so there is this standard Twitter thing right where we show, look, this incident happened. this guy stayed silent, but this incident happened, this guy spoke up the same oh, yeah,
1: yeah. the hypocrisy we expose the hypocrisy. The
0: hypocrisy. Now, I'll, I I look at it, things from a completely different perspective, like my biggest grouse with the Hindu community, and when I say the Hindu community over here is that the prominent Hindus, the prominent Hindus cutting across uh, Republican, Democrat, media, landscapes, stand up comics is the utter disgrace they are when it comes to not even having the basic decency to condemn anti Hindu attacks. You know, when when Hindus are attacked, they don't even con, they don't even mention it. And if eventually one day, if I could basically do an analysis of their content and show how they will speak about different things, but when it comes to an attack on their own community, they don't even have the decency. So I'll sure. give you the knowledge. To to even mention it, that's how pathetic they are. And this is, I want to show the mirror to our own people that look, these are your heroes and they are pathetic. They are <laughs> pathetic. They will be the first to abuse Modi without reading one word of the BJP manifesto. They, they don't know anything about India. They, I, and, and I say this with full responsibility. They are dummies. They are dummies of the highest order. And and they do this, and if eventually I could get a tool that just shows these people like, this is what you spoke about this issue. And this is what you spoke about this. This page is empty. It says a lot about you as a person. And I think these are the things that eventually we need to do. And data is the only solution. That's true. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, some of these people, especially they belong to the Democratic Party here. And uh, they are influenced by, uh, you know, Council of... uh, American-Islam relations. yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely, no doubt about it. They were involved in... I mean, I think many of these lawmakers are influenced by them. All our Hindu lawmakers, supposedly Hindu lawmakers that we have, uh, Pramila, Rokhana, uh, just to name a
0: few. So that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Not just Pramila or Rokhana. I'll give you an example. Let's say, uh, uh, stand-up comics of Indian origin. I can show you instances, even if there are two or three, that they would have made on other attacks or other community things, mm. but they will never do it on their own community. And and I just wanted to do before I I always had a hunch, but you know I can only go through one handle physically, like I can't sit through the entire tweet set. And but I was able, it was like it took me painstaking amount of hours to go through few of these people, but mm-hmm. for me to. Be, have a robust case that and show it to the community that you, you made these people, your leaders, That's true. Mm-hmm. you, you know, the community has to sometimes raise their question. Like in India, we do that. Now we, we expose the hypocrites on a daily basis. I I'm hated by all I expose the hypocrites on our side also by the way. Yes, and and I, so, so I have come to a point where I don't even know. I get abused by everyone. So I'm kind of numb to it now. But uh, people can't accuse me of one thing is that not having a principled stand, which is why the first thing I requested to you was that I completely support the the analysis of the periorites, But I would also want the analysis of the Dalit haters, which are also inside the Hindu side. Because i know there are dalit haters inside the hindu side and i would want both to be exposed because for me and i am an open supporter of hindutva so people even can't say that you know i am a i am a uh, hidden supporter of hindutva i am an open supporter of hindutva and mm-hmm. the hindutva movement is what look you can have your identities whatever but the point is we are all hindus first and and and, so. and, and everything else is primary being hindu is uh, you know secondary and being hindu is primary but and i and i'm actually grateful to you that you have come up with this tool and and i hope and i definitely will try to work with you in whichever way possible i'm actually very impressed by the tool to be very honest i i, I find it very useful in my analysis and in in many things that i would want to do in the future so you'll you'll definitely hear from me you know annoying you on email <laughs>
1: thank you for kusha
0: so, so I'm conscious of your time, Ram. So before we wrap it up, uh, maybe, you know, any last things that you want to say? Any any message for my viewers or listeners uh, that you have?
1: Well, uh, you know, as I said, you know, in my closing thoughts, I'll kind of repeat a few things. I think uh, the onus is on us to act, to counter uh, the menace of uh, anti-Indo hate. You know, uh, when we start publishing, at least from the HinduMessia.ai side, when we start publishing reports and stuff, please do review those reports. We will... Probably mention certain handles or or tweets that require reporting. We just need to mass report. That's all my expectation is. You know, Uh, rest of the stuff we will already work with our uh, our advocacy partners to be able to uh, to act on some of these at a different level. But at least for all the readers and audiences of your podcast, you know, please do review our uh, our uh, our reports that we uh, publish. If you see a handle. Or, uh, or a tweet that's anti-Hindu that you think uh, needs uh, some attention, you can actually submit it to our model, uh, or if it, or simply report it. And, you know, mass reporting helps. You know, I have reported a number of handles uh, in the recent past, and I get a I get a notification. You know, few months later from Twitter saying we found it to be correct or we found it to be wrong, or but they do actually act on it and for the fact that for simple fact that you know we take these we publish these top 30 top 35 with no involvement from our side we already find 12 12 of the top 30 already suspended so it actually means you know people are actually caring for what is anti-into hate and i'm glad that twitter is uh, looking at this uh, as well there may be troll handles you know but at the same time you know glad that uh, it's being uh, looked at. so my uh, my request to your audience is so you know when you see anti-indu hate simple just report it to Twitter. Don't don't abuse them. Don't involve with that tweet. Do not engage with that tweet. Simply go use Twitter's own mechanism. Simply report. That's all. And then do don't, follow me. Do follow me on uh, Twitter. I'm more active on Twitter than on uh, Instagram. So please do follow me. I would need your uh, need your engagement support. That's
0: perfect. Perfect. Understand. So, uh, Ram, once again, thanks for coming. Uh, this was a very interesting presentation. I, 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 I'm very hopeful of that uh, this tool that you have developed actually gets uh, even more refined and more and more uh, precise analyses are taken. And eventually, I think the real victory will, for your tool, in my personal opinion, will be when data sets from this tool are used and put in actual reports that are peer-reviewed and published in serious papers and then are picked up and are shared then after those peer-reviewed papers into articles. I think that would be the ultimate victory or maybe podcasts sharing reports like this. I, I think that, that should be the ultimate goal. And I sincerely hope that happens. So once again, thanks for coming and uh, you know chatting with me. And uh, I wish you all the best and all the success in the future.
1: Thank you for having me, Kushal. Appreciate it. Thanks.
0: Namaste. All right, guys, we'll wrap today's discussion up. So if you want to follow Ram, all the social media details will be in the description of the podcast. It doesn't matter if you're watching this on YouTube. I know the audio ones will be like, yeah, Kushal, you have put in a presentation, but I mean, I can't help it. You can. You, I think, even without the slides on audio, you you'll you'll get a gist of what he's talking about. It's not like uh, it's a major major thing. And if you want to, you know, if you're an audio listener, you can always reach out to Ram and on social media, he can share those uh, slide decks with you, or you can go yourself on uh, YouTube and maybe look at the slide decks that uh, he had shared. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you guys know the drill. Please subscribe to the Charvak Podcast YouTube channel. Um, You can like this video, you can leave your comments over there and uh, please support the podcast by becoming a member on YouTube or becoming a subscriber on Patreon or buying the merch or sending a donation to UPI. I will see you guys next time with another interesting guest and another interesting discussion. Until then, namaste, take care, bye-bye.